on 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day amigos and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On a Wednesday night, it's the Four Diego's, as I said. Vinnie Venezuela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. It's probably a good time to tell people that I've got... ADP in the oh, boot good. of my car. I'm glad you said ADP. ADP in the boot of my car. I couldn't let him go. Just, <laughs> he doesn't know where he is right now. <laughs> and I and I just uh, do throw in a can of um, tin spaghetti <laughs> just to keep him, you know, feeling like he's somewhere close to home. Yes, and the Diego's Canary. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm very, very You're dressed in yellow very, tonight. I should say. Yeah, you know, I'm just keeping the memory alive, Rodrigo. That's my aim. But uh, very excited. Four days before the Premier League season starts, and uh, the twenty-year wait will be over in about three hundred and sixty-five <laughs> uh, days. And you have a left back, um, Warren. Got, got to, we'll talk about that later. We've got about seven left backs, <laughs> and Carlos was wrong again during the week, which I'll elaborate on later. Well, Carlos, over to you. Welcome to the show. Yes, Rodrigo. I was going to say how excited I am being here tonight, being with the brothers again. Except uh, I'm just waiting on you know Warren to to pick some absolute, you know. Um, stupid reason why I was wrong. I can't imagine what what it would be, uh, because uh, the only time I've been wrong is where I thought I was wrong a few years ago, and I wasn't actually wrong. <laughs> you say so. You know, you you're eventually right. Is that what you're saying? So you might yeah. take. I doubted I was right. Yeah, and I was wrong in doubting that. Yeah. So no, you were wrong about the Liverpool thing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. You, but you did come clean right. on, on on the crowds. But yeah, you know, twenty one years of doing this, yeah, uh, Vinny, yeah. you, you can you know make one mistake. Well, he was wrong. He, the All Stars versus oh, Juventus game. That, he eh? described it <laughs> as a circus. He said it was a circus. Yes. Tell you what, it was a bloody exciting circus. I'd have to say it was, it was. a good game. Let's talk about that uh, pretty soon. But uh, we've got a big show tonight. Mm. We've got Mike McGrath from the UK coming up a little bit later on to talk about the big EPL season opener coming up this weekend and. Also, we're going to take your calls tonight. Please give us a call on 94291116 and also the Hot Topic. But first, thanks to Finding on another great show, all the way from Wind City Bowl and Entertainment in Point Cook. I could, uh, have gone, I could have gone and done the show from there. I was five minutes away. Oh, we, there you go. So we now know where Warren lives. <laughs> yes. And also the GBU crew on another great show. But uh, the Hot Topic tonight, boys. Um, yep. Carlos, did you have a nightmare or a dream yeah, last well, night? I'll give you the story. Give us the story. And Vinny, you, you sum it up into a hot topic, will you? Because I'm not good at summing it up. But okay. I'll tell you the story. I, you know, everyone I think, well, I don't know. I don't usually remember my dreams. But for some reason, <laughs> last night I had a dream. Yeah. And I had a dream that I was playing for Chelsea. Uh-huh. What did you do? And I didn't even back for Chelsea. But I was playing for Chelsea and I was sitting on the bench for Chelsea. Carlos, wake now, up. And I, yeah, and I was playing under <laughs> Jose Mourinho. Now, visualize this. Now, I know that I sound like a 22-year-old, but I'm a 51-year-old, oh, right? Yeah. And I've got a body of about a 70-year-old because the groins are gone, the hamstring's gone, the neck's gone, the back's gone, and I'm not moving as well as I used to. You sound 35, Carlos. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm sitting on the bench, but I'm a 51-year-old with the, with the current body I have. And Jose, you know, he's got this thing about loving his players. Wherever he goes, he loves his players, or most of the times. Can I just interrupt, and, Carlos? Was, yeah. it, was the strip an extra large, or was it just the it, standard? It was, know, the, it, was, it was one of those body-hugging ones. It was a body-hugging one. Yeah, that made me look good, but I had to tuck everything in, you know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, so you had a girdle. Uh, absolutely. Anyway, so I'm, I'm on this bench, and, um, and I remember um, 
Jose Mourinho, you know, especially into Milan and the previous Chelsea visit. The players loved him and he loved that he had this special relationship. And I happened to be one of those players he had a special relationship with. He loved me and I loved him. And he said to me before the game, Carlos Alberto, I'm going to put you on today. I said, Jose, don't worry about putting me on today because, you know, I'm a 51 year old and I won't do you any good. He goes, no, you know, I'm loyal to you. I love you. You love me. I'm going to put you on. Anyway, true yeah, to his word, true to his word. Five minutes to go. I don't know who we were playing, but it was an important game. Five minutes to go. Carlos, get up. I'm going to put you on. I didn't even warm up. I actually just walked up to the guy with the board, and I'm standing there, and I'm just thinking, how am I going to survive with the body I have, with the mindset I have? I've not trained. I've not done any nothing. I'm, I'm me today sitting on the bench. And, I, and my dream became a nightmare because I had this through my mind. I'm just trying to work out. Uh, how am I going to survive this last five minutes? So I can't remember even getting on the field, but but the, the whole nightmare ended up being this whole thing. But how am I going to survive with the groins I have? And the anyway, that was my. So what's a hot topic there, Mitty? Oh. <laughs> look, I, look, I'm not judging you here, but I think that dream means you're a lesbian, Carlos. <laughs> well, you know, on that theme, the, the, what are, why don't you analyse Carlos's dream? Yes, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. one. That's a hot topic. Analyse Carlos's dream yeah. on zero four what's double it mean? three. 94, 11, 16. Let's go with that. What, yeah, what, shall we, we can go with that one. Let's go. <laughs> now, and I suppose the, the, the most important parts here is I love Jose. He loves me. He wanted to do something good for me, throw me on. I thought it was a bad thing because I've got a 51-year-old mm. body. Uh, I certainly hadn't trained or anything like that, and I'm standing on the side there, and that's all I remember of the dream, that I was ready to go on and I was troubled by the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's a lot, there's a lot in that. I'm Zero sure there's some done. Italian grandmothers out there who'll know the story. They'll, they'll, have, they'll have some reason... Some interpretation of that dream. I like it. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Analyze Carlos's so, Chelsea. So Jose Mourinho is a metaphor for what? <laughs> well, lost hope, or, or you know, something, something like that. Love, gone, love gone wrong. Yearning, yeah. love yearning. gone wrong. Yeah. Anyway. You need some affirmation, Carlos. Yes, and you uh, got it. That's going to be good. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Got a couple already, actually. <laughs> well, we've got a couple related to that. Um, Hot topic. This is from Darren. Who were Chelsea playing when Carlos comes on? My guess is witches' hats. <laughs> and Peter in Cheltenham. Carlos and I are the same age. How trippy is that? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Phil and Werribee. You said it's the worst topic ever, yeah, but we it just was made just it, up. It, it had just. Make something of that because Mate. it was such a weird dream. Yeah, on the back of that, also yeah. tell us about a football dream that you've had. Yeah, there's there go. Uh, go to Hot Topic Plan B. <laughs> there now. was a, we had a couple of plans. No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. Too early. Hang on, we'll see B. how we go. If the machine doesn't start smoking, we'll go to Plan B. Uh, but, but I suppose Carlos's, you know, weird dream. But we had, didn't we, last night, another situation where a beautifully named player comes from yes. nowhere mm. and stars yes. in a game Adelaide City yeah. defeated F- West Sydney about the FFA Cup the FFA Cup and yep. you were you were you were doubtful about the FFA Cup 3 or 4 weeks ago you weren't sure about it and yep. since that point you've been converted oh, Carlos yeah, because of the the romance and we had romance again last night and we had romance not only in the result but the name yes. of the player that created the result. Of what course, was his it's, name? it's Thomas Love. Thomas Love. If you're going to be a bloke who's going to come out of nowhere, pick up the ball in the middle of the centre oh, circle against an A-league side, 
dribble past four, what was it, six oh, or seven plays like that. And they were witches hats. Yeah, it, it, it he just like. carved through Topper Stanley and whoever else was there, these international, you know, wannabe centre halves. He just carved through them. Suddenly, one on one with the keeper, I'm thinking, no, he's going to mess this up. Slotted away beautifully. Yeah. And Thomas Love goes running to the crowd, and they all ran towards him, and that was a match winner. Carlos, he carved through them, but he still had time to get their autographs. <laughs> that was and particularly impressive. A, look, he, Thomas Love, the way he looked like a kid too. I didn't do any research on how old he is, but he didn't. He didn't look old. So he's a kid, and imagine how many people would be knocking out, knocking at his door right now from the A League. Because you don't, you know, you're not a bad player if you score a goal like that against no, West Sydney Wanderers. Definitely. Mm. Um, so the FFA Cup, uh, of course, we're at the uh, what the round of 32. Adelaide City defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 1-0. That was a good result. Blacktown were defeated by our very own Bentley Greens 1-0. That's uh, showing the New South Wales Premier League that the uh, VPL is, is better. Yeah, um, absolutely. Sydney NPL United. these days, mate. In, sorry. In, NPL. So my apologies. Um, we haven't emceed an event here for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney United 58 FC. Thank Why you, is Carlos. that? I don't know. Maybe because I... Didn't know it was the NPL. Um, four <laughs> defeated FNQ Heat one. Yeah, they got smashed. And um, Sydney FC uh, thrashed Melbourne City three. No, they in, didn't. Well, in well, it was in extra, extra time. time. They scored a couple of penalties. Abbas scored two penalties. Yeah, there was right two penalties in extra time. Now, I, I didn't see. Apparently, it was streamed last night. It that was. Game, yes. And everyone was talking about how great it was. So I was following on Twitter. Uh, any of the Mel- Mel- Melburnians who rocked up to the game last night, who kindly invited us, by the way to a pub crawl on the way to Ballarat last night, but we unfortunately couldn't make it, so we appreciate the invitation. But any of the Melburnians who went, tell us what you thought about uh, Melbourne City. Because I got sort of varying uh, feeling about the game from the quotes of the, of the coaches after the game. Both coaches felt they dominated the game at different times, and it just seemed like no one really knew... How you know who was who was the best team? But it I'm was sure the, cold, Carlos. It was, and I saw saw this picture of the Melburnians behind the goal, all the uh, Melbourne, Melbourne City, City fans, fans, and they all had they had the hoodies on. <laughs> Everyone had the hoodies on with the gloves, so it would have been cold. If if you did go to the game last night, give us a ring and tell us what you thought about Melbourne City. Don't worry about Sydney. Did Melbourne City look any good? Nine four two nine eleven sixteen, and on that number, Paul from Heidelberg has called in. Wants to talk about Carlos's nightmare and maybe <laughs> his own nightmare. Welcome to the show, Paul. Evening, gentlemen. Uh, just a quick first one on Carlos's nightmare. Let's see, so you've all got Latin-sounding names: Vinny, Venezuela, Carlos, Alberto, Diego, and and all this sort of stuff. I think Jose is a another Jose is another Latin-sounding name. I think uh, Jose is a metaphor for the Four Diego's show and. Uh, <laughs> Carlos thinks he's going to be replaced by Mike McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Very clever, That's Paul. Very clever. Well, yeah, it could uh, also be that um, we, we've been... Bed. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Don't eat so much cheese before bedtime. <laughs> Good one, mate. Good well, we, one. we used to eat uh, Gorgonzola there for a little while, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it was about the Four Diego's, Carlos. Yeah. You, you know, you're, you've, you're aged now. Yeah. We've been doing this for a long time. Yep. I'm and, a young 51. You know, and you, you're on the bench. You quite yeah. haven't made it. But you get an opportunity and right at the end, Carlos. Yeah, and, I, and I choke. Yeah. And I'm no, choking on the side. And you going on the field for Chelsea would be a bit of a joke, <laughs> which you're fast becoming. So I think there's a lot of synergy there. It could be, you know. Mark yeah. Johnson here says, Carlos, I want you to do breakfast. <laughs> no, no, I'm too old. I'm too old. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for your call, Paul. Appreciate that. Uh, give us a call tonight, 9429 You can talk about Carlos's nightmare, your own nightmare. Or you can talk about uh, the game last night in Ballarat between uh, Melbourne City and Sydney FC. I reckon if Warren had that dream, he'd uh, be replacing Torres and 
you wouldn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple of themes. It might anyway. Um, well, there's a couple of themes coming off the SMS as to what type of dream it was, Carlos. But uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we might get into that a little bit later on um, in the AO section at, after eleven thirty. But uh, hey, let's go to Paulie at Epping on uh, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Wants to talk about last night in Ballarat. Well, welcome to the show, Paulie. Hey guys, fellas. Yeah, not hey, good, bad. mate. Yeah, good. Um, so went down last night. Um, I thought it was a, a pretty good game. I was just a bit disappointed in the um, Melbourne City players. You know, we uh, stuck around for 90 minutes and then obviously another 30 minutes extra time. Um, and I thought that you know the, the, the players would have come to the, to the cheer squad where I, where I was and you know uh, gave us a clap or gave us a you know hello how are you going. But nothing straight to the change rooms. And I was quite upset that. I made a trip from Melbourne to Ballarat, and I've got nothing for it. That's interesting, Paulie, because they were doing that a lot last season, weren't they? They were coming to the fans. They really did appreciate the fans turning up. Maybe because they've got a bit more coin these days, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, it's the Man, man City arrogance thing, maybe, yeah, yeah. creeping now, in. Now, Paulie, what did you think about the actual game? How did they play? Well, to tell you the truth, I was actually concentrating on, on the new Melbournians uh, cheer squads. So I was concentrating uh, half-half, and... I thought, um, uh, is it Aaron Moy? Is it Moy? Aaron yep. or Adam Moy? Moy, yep. I thought, I thought he, he played a pretty good, pretty good pick up, but, um, yeah, all in all, I, I thought it was a good game. Uh, yeah, I was, I was more concentrating on the cheers point and seeing how they were going and it's really terrible, so. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thanks, Paulie, for filling us in on that. Uh, and good on you for driving up to Ballarat because, uh, you know, you had, it, was a, it was a late finish and you had a late drive back home too. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the call, Paulie. Uh, getting some interesting texts, Carlos, about your, uh, My your, dream? your dream. You'd think Carlos was dreaming about coming on from West Ham United. That's uh, <laughs> Peter and Shout. No, Carlos's dream relates to the fear of growing old and receiving the pension, mm. which is not too far away. No. Only three World Cups away from Theo in Hampton. <laughs> thanks very much there. Uh, guys, and uh, 0433981116, send us your text messages. What do you make of Carlos's dream? Uh, his Chelsea dream with Jose Mourinho, loving the hell out of him and saying, come on, mate. And he threw on. me on. Five minutes to He go. threw me on, and, and but the dream stopped. I can't remember anything uh, other than standing there by the guy, with yes. fourth, uh, fourth official with the, with the board. I don't even remember my number. I don't remember it. I just remember thinking... How am I going to get through this? That was Howard Webb's minutes. last yes. act as a, yeah. a Premier League manager, mm. sticking up the board with your name on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, and... Uh, Sorry, what? I was going to say, last time I saw Carlos in a body-hugging shirt was... Was, <laughs> was it your Gamero, Gamero shirt that you got at... Gremio shirt Oh, yes, yes. At, um, get on our Facebook page yeah. and you'll see a fantastic 51-year-old body. <laughs> I did. I did. I did want to actually raise the arms too much either. Cause I reckon I would have ripped that. Just very quietly. That it's internationally fans. They just absolutely oh, yeah, lambasted you, you what? for wearing that top. You know, they talk about goodwill in Brazil. No don't wear, goodwill don't there. Wear the Grêmio in shirt Alegre, in uh, internationally territory because. They weren't nice about wanting me to take that thing off. No, they weren't. Yeah, so anyway. He's won Carlos. Well, I thought Carlos was older. Anyway, <laughs> um, hey, what about the uh, International uh, Champions Cup, uh, which we're talking about coming to the MCG next year? We're talking about teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, mm. Chelsea, Manchester City. It's a circus. It's not a circus. It's Cirque du Soleil, Carlos. No, no, no. I'm telling you, you get a Real Madrid-Barcelona game yeah. anywhere in the world, anytime. Doesn't be, doesn't yes. even have to be for points. Is that a kissing your sister, Carlos? No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's fair income all the way. <laughs> points or no points. It's an orgy. 
There's, can I'm you, telling you why. Surely <laughs> Liverpool. Surely no, Liverpool's got to be included. Oh, why? Because they'll be champions oh. by then. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, and, and on that note, Dave in Caulfield has given us a call, wants to talk about the International Cup. Welcome to the show, Dave. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, yeah good. Too bad. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Are you excited, Dave? Yeah, I am, actually. But, um, I'd like to the International Cup. Um, what about uh, someone from the Bundesliga? What about Bayern Munich or... Yeah, uh, the Dortmunders or someone from the the French league as well make it a really international cup. Yeah, look, I, it, I know that you'll get. I'll get lambasted by um, by football fans. You know, the, the the serious hardcore football fans when I say that Bayern Munich wouldn't draw in Australia as many people as a Chelsea or Man City uh, because we're not, we're not yeah, talking about Real Madrid and Barcelona, but. You know, people say, "What? Well, how could you say that, Carl?" Because Bayern Munich, you know, won the Champions League. They won their. I mean, they're just probably the best team in the world, close to the best team in the world at the moment. Uh, I, I think it's about drawing power. It's about um, you know uh, economic impact. Interestingly, it's not the FFA that's uh, putting this on. It's uh, Victoria major, major events, events yep. and the Victorian government. So I think it's a, of about course, getting it's in Melbourne. Yeah, the biggest crowd pullers in the in world football is what they're looking for. And I think the likely likelihood of Chelsea, you know, any EPL side that's in the top four, I think would probably draw more in Melbourne than what a Bayern Munich would. And I know people are lining up to have a crack at me for saying that, but I just think we're more EPL aware here than Bundesliga aware. I do like the idea of calling them the Dortmunders, though. I think they should go for a name change. But I think that, uh, you know, lends a bit of uh, credibility to what uh, Warren was saying, Carlos. Liverpool would be... Even if they didn't finish top three, yeah. would would draw a huge crowd. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, mate, all you need to do, Everton by itself would wouldn't bring a big crowd. But you had Everton versus Liverpool. Yep. you might. Oh, and, you know, they used to have this like, this concept of a thirty ninth game. Remember that? A few that years ago? Actually, um, Scudamore has come out and said that he still holds the desire yep. to actually do that. And you would, well, think, you know, he Carlos got, with. Yeah. What's happened in America mm. and what's happened in Australia, and you know what would happen in Asia. I mean, well, let's, let's it's explain. Possible. What, there's a 39th game. There's 38 games yep. in the English Premier League uh, season. They, they were talking many years ago, about five or six years ago, about having a 39th game, and where they were going to get every game uh, in a, in a major city around the world. Take it worldwide. Yeah. So you, you get a West Ham Tottenham game in Melbourne. You get a Liverpool versus Everton game in New York or something. They'd, they'd pick the cities and they'd play there and they'd play for points. In those games, but there was an uproar. Firstly, uh, a lot of people saying, "Well, that's just EPL going to rape and pillage other cities and just take the money and run." And also, the supporters in England were criticising the uh, the English Premier League because they were saying, "Well, we don't get to go and watch them. You know, why would why would you take a game away from us?" So they basically closed down that idea at that time. But I thought in the future they'd re uh, reopen the idea, and that's what they've done. I'd be shocked. I'd be absolutely shocked if the EPL did not do that in the next five years. If you look at yep. every American sport, American football does, takes the first game to London. The basketball is doing it to China. The baseball came to Australia this year for the first game. They played at the SCG. I'd be shocked. I think they're missing the boat if they don't do that. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's going to be interesting. Um, hey, let's go to line seven and we'll go to Paul in Mooney Ponds. He wants to talk about the International Cup as well. G'day, Paul. Welcome to the show. How you going, guys? Uh, just listening to the AFL uh, in their uh, response to the uh, big matches which may come Melbourne's way. Uh, it's pretty simple for the AFL. All they have to do is schedule 
the Greater Western Sydney game against the Western Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium on either the Friday night. A St Kilda versus Gold Coast Suns, uh, maybe at Etihad Stadium on the Saturday night. Well, they could even uh, give us a, uh, a derby in uh, Perth or uh, or uh, Adelaide on uh, on that particular night when the game's being played for those uh, enthusiasts which want to watch the AFL. Oh, there should not be yeah. a problem in fixturing these games at the MCG. I, I think, you know, I actually haven't heard a, a comment from the AFL. Well, but, well um, on half show today, right. there were a few callers ringing in saying it was uh, an AFL versus soccer debate. That's you know, right. and, and for me, it's ridiculous because it's not even the FFA involved here. It's actually the Victorian government and the FF, and the AFL have got a problem with the MCG because they're looking to broaden, obviously, the use of the stadium. And really, no one can argue. If you bring a Real Madrid-Barcelona here and you've got that game, that's going to be sold out. Whatever the capacity of the MCG 100, is. 100,000. Is that what it is? Yeah, 100,000. Sure, it's more than 100,000, isn't it? Oh, well, I think you can probably fit 102 yeah, in there. It, standing whatever room. it is, it's going to be full. Yep. And uh, and I'm not saying the AFL can't do that. Of course they can do that. But you want to be able to maximise for the MCG coffers and also for Victorian economic impact, all those sort of things. Geez, you're going to have people all from all over Asia coming to uh, Melbourne for that yeah. for that whole thing. So Fixturing has been a hot topic in the AFL this year, of course. But, mm. and, well, Victorian you know, crowds are substantially down, and yeah, I think the well, AFL is probably happen, looking to try and... But the AFL will be right. They'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, they're going, be, they're going to be fine. They're going to rectify whatever issues, and they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's a lifeblood. That sport is a lifeblood of Victorians, and it's going to be fine. Uh, I think where it's hurting a little bit is that... There's the ICC World Cup, and they've had to move a few things around yeah, for that well, season. Yeah, it starts later, right, yeah, so well. and suddenly they're thinking, "Hey, we're accommodating too many people here," and it's probably you know hurting a little bit in that respect. And the state government's probably going to take a hit on the Grand Prix. <laughs> Ra- right. Racing Victoria aren't happy because <laughs> the Grand Final's going to be played in October. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, thanks for your call there, Paul. Let's go to Michael in Mill Park uh, before we go to a break. Wants to talk about uh, Carlos's nightmare. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michael. Well, uh, good day, gents. Um, I just want a, a question for Carlos. Uh, yep. Carlos, are you a procrastinator? <laughs> Am I? I, Ooh, no, I like to think that I, you know, I like to think that I dive in, and uh, I probably don't think a lot before I make a decision rather than procrastinate. So, next question, Michael. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the way you're going, good, Michael. So you've taken a long time to get to the bench. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't understand it. Why? I'm, I'm not even. A, look, I, I do admire Jose Mourinho. I don't love him, but I do admire him. But there must be some meaning behind it. If there's any yeah. Italian grandmothers listening to us right now, please ring in because you would know. Yes, they can interpret I'm these sure things. The Italian grandmothers that can uh, maybe translate. Thanks for the call, Michael. I, I like the uh, the psychologist couch. Uh, <laughs> Carlos was in the youth team until he was forty-seven, <laughs> so he's only had four years with the yeah. senior squad. It's true. There you go. Thanks for your calls. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of Carlos's nightmare. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath <laughs> and we'll talk more. Uh, more of the world game here on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Here on a Wednesday night, as always, looking forward to the next half hour with Mike McGrath coming up uh, very shortly from the UK. And also, well, you know, we're taking your calls and also your email, uh, your text messages on Carlos's dream. <laughs> he was on the bench with Chelsea. Jose Mourinho was in love with him and basically uh, said five minutes to go, Carlos, you're on. You're on, Carlos said, no, 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 that's fine. You know, yeah, no, the hand, like yeah that. anyway, but uh, got a nice one, uh, which I thought was going to get a little bit funny, but anyway, I'll, I'll read this one. <laughs> Could Jose be symbolic of your wife? Ooh. 
calling you off the pine. One last crack at glory. <laughs> one last chance to relive past glories before you shuffle off into the sunset. That could be it. That could be it. That could be it. Carmen Miranda. No, no. <laughs> That's, That's from uh, Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feelgood. Thank you very much. That's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. Hey, uh, the English Premier League starts on the weekend, and let's cross to the UK to get his take on uh, the excitement. Let's go to Mike McGrath. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi, Diego. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Rodrigo here. You've got Vinny Venezuela, uh, Warren Diego, and Carlos Alberto Diego, the Chelsea star. Hey, Mike, uh, <laughs> the English Premier League is happening, right? It's happening this weekend. Are you excited? What's going on over there? Is, there, is everyone cock-a-hoop in the media? <laughs> cock-a-hoop. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a long summer. I mean, it could have been, um, it could have been a glorious summer, but unfortunately... England lasted about a week in the uh, World Cup. So since then, it's really been countdown to this Saturday. Um, and obviously, it's built up over the last week, the Community Shield um, at Wembley. Uh, and then this week, all, you know, all the talk is, um, you know, wh- who's going to play, which players are ready, because obviously the World Cup, different players come back at different times. Um, and, and whether anybody can replace City at the top of the table. Mike, it's Carlos. What? But what's the story behind the story? When your when your boss, when your editor sends you out there, what are you digging for at the moment? Or are you just is it all about the football and the players and that's it? There's no scandals. There's no controversy. Uh, there's no funny business going on that you're looking at. Or is, or is it just about the football at the moment? Oh, yeah, yeah. The news never stops, and even though there's um, not any meaningful games on the pitch until uh, Saturday. Obviously, we're in. We're, we're, we're very, very um, yeah, interested in in who's going to sign, which players, um, which players are returning from injury, and obviously, if anybody's had a row, uh, which normally stirs up a bit of uh, interest in a, a few back page headlines. So there's still, even though it's been quiet in terms of action, there's you know there's still plenty to get uh, stuck into over the summer, um, and then obviously. From Saturday onwards, it'll be about the action and a be uh, and and I suppose more uh, general news stories that they see during the season. Mike Vinny here. I want to ask you a couple of Gunners questions. They've obviously had a win and they're starting off with a bit of silverware, which is exciting. They they've spent big this uh, you know over the over the last few months, and Sanchez obviously is an exciting addition to the squad. Are they going to be, is Wenger going to be the manager most under pressure given that he's not one to spend much money? So we splashed it out. And so I want to know whether you think he's, he's the guy that's going to be under a lot more obvious pressure. I know they all are, but, but Wenger, we expect big things from Arsenal given what they've splashed out. And I'm also wondering, who do you think will be the, uh, Gunners player who's going to be injured for about five weeks? <laughs> well, it's, it's tricky. You know, we've hardly ever been in this position where, well, we've never been in a position where he spent, you know, nearly 80 million in the space of 12 months to get Ozil and, and Sanchez into his team, and I suppose that does bring with it a lot of pressure. But I, I do think that, uh, you know, I, I think Arsenal. I mean, that they, they generally tend to start really well and fade. Uh, so it's going to, you know, that they haven't <laughs> proved anybody wrong in that respect. They haven't won. Uh, the Premier League for a long time now. So I think he probably is under a bit of pressure to deliver. But I mean, I, and Arsenal fans are very sick. I'm not sure. I still, I'm still not sure whether they'll have, uh, you know, the, the, the squad to last the 
complete uh, season um, in that one, particularly as uh, City and Chelsea have spent well and Liverpool have spent a lot bolstering the squad to make it strong for, for all competitions. Um, so I, I, I don't. I think yeah, he probably is under pressure, but I don't. I don't think he'll have it all his own way this season. Do you think he's going to introduce Sanchez halfway through the season just to <laughs> keep the good times rolling? Look, I mean, he he looked um, he looked rapid on Sunday, and obviously hadn't had much training. So if he can, if he can, if he can uh, kind of deliver straight away, then fantastic. But I generally think that players like that. Even Robert Perez, who was absolutely unstoppable once he got into his stride. Similarly, Dennis Bergkamp, who took, took a little bit of time. I do think that those, those players, when they arrive in the Premier League, um, can, can sometimes take a little bit of time just to get used to it, used to the physical nature of the, of the game over here. And, you know, Mesut Ozil was another case in point. So I think he's a really good signing, but, you know, I, I think it could be one for the future. Uh, maybe after Christmas or even next season. Yeah, Mike, I'm I'm interested in the other team, Man City, who of all the teams to me that have come out of the World Cup with the number of players that they did that played in the World Cup seemed a little flat to me. They've got Negredo injured, Aguero has not fully recovered for a long period of time, even towards the end of last season. Do you think there's any chance of them being a bit soft early on, probably... World Cup related, just with the number of players that they've they've had going to the World Cup and also coming back not a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think there's a quality uh, quality problem. Um, they've replaced really well. They obviously lost Lescott, Barry weren't in the plans anyway. Sanya's cost nothing. I think Lampard's going to do a really good job for six months, and then obviously Mangala this week's thirty-two million. So I think they bought well um, and, and got a reserve keeper, but. It's definitely an issue, and it, you know, it came out of um, Pellegrini's mouth after the Community Shield. He wants his players to do 30 days of pre-season training, and uh, you know, Vinnie Company only started at the start of last week, so he'll definitely be undercooked. City will definitely be undercooked for the start of the season. It's whether they can pick up those results while players are just play, the World Cup players are just picking up their fitness. Uh, if they can do that, then then uh, you know they'll definitely obviously be in the shake-up again. I'm, I'm sure they'll be competing for the for the top two again. I've got permission from management to ask my one Liverpool question because rather than watching the charity shield, Mike, I actually watched the uh, the um, rollicking friendly between Dortmund and Liverpool, and I don't know whether you saw anything of it, and I'll completely ignore the result, but I do get a sense that Raheem Sterling can continue to develop to be not just a very good player, but an exceptional player. His improvement in How the good? Lo- How good? Well, Brendan Rodgers said Messi-like. Oh. Now, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but there is something about that. I've never seen, or very rarely do you see a player that can actually just kick it out in front of defenders, take them on and get round him. I just get a sense that he's in for a, a really good season. He's got some very special qualities. Yeah, I, I actually, well, he, he was out in, in New York when I was there uh, at the Yankee Stadium. And uh, I think he would really like to play down the middle. And I think that's a real frightening uh, thought for defenders because, like you say, he, he can take take it round people from a standing start, which is not many people in the world can do that. 
Um, he's, you know, he's lightning quick. And the, the one thing that is quite scary is that he's 19. And, you know, and I think he's, he's mature. He, he looks like a, a seasoned pro now. And I think it's going to be a really big season for him because I do think that players are going to double up on him in the same way that they, that they, it, you know, for instance, when Michael Owen um, burst on the scene, you know, he's obviously a uh, he's a marked man, and it's whether he can cope with that in the way somebody like last night. I, I was at the um, Real Madrid game that Gareth Bale coped with, can coped with at Spurs. Can, can Sterling do that? And if he can, um, you know, for England as well as Liverpool, it's really exciting times. Now, my QPR's back in the uh, big league, which I'm really happy about because some of my favourite memories as a, as a young kid was watching QPR in the 70s and, you know, uh, with Stan Bowles and, uh, and Jerry Francis and all these sort of guys. Now, they're back there. Uh, and a guy who's charmed you as a young journo coming through the ranks and you'd go to his press conferences, you'd be in awe of this man, Harry Redknapp. Have you caught up with Harry? I know you've got a special relationship with him. Yeah, me and a few of the Sunday journalists went down to see him a couple of weeks ago uh, as a kind of season preview. Uh, and obviously, he's, he was really he was struggling for players actually. Um, but he's brought he's brought a few in. He's got Rio Ferdinand in. He's got Glenn Hoddle in to coach rather than to play. Even though he can probably still get a game, I'm sure. Um, and they're going to play a three at the back system um, to get. Basically, so Rio Ferdinand's like almost like a sweeper. Uh, so they've got they've got a system to hopefully do much better than they did last time. They seem to have hungrier players, players that aren't just interested in um, cashing in, which was the problem when they went down um, a couple of years ago. But Mike, when you go to his press conferences now, does he remember you as a, you know as a, as a now mature journo and you were a little kitty before yeah. you know you know with your little notebook and stuff? Did he pick you out and say, well, "Young yeah, McGrath, I remember you"? Is he proud? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't too. Uh, it wasn't too long ago. Um, you know that that, was, that that he was at Spurs and I was at Spurs. I, I'm 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 not veteran yet. <laughs> uh, Harry Harry is um, you know he's he's got a superb relationship with. Uh, with, with with a lot of journalists and the media, and kind of knows, you know, he knows he knows what we're after. We're after a tale, um, and he, he he normally delivers that as well. Don't get don't don't give up, Mike. Carlos is getting a game at Chelsea yeah. at fifty one, <laughs> mate. So um, you'll be fine. Just uh, we've got a text message here. Time's running out. When will Louis Van Gaal make signings? United need a defensive midfielder and a centre back. Is the feeling that uh, you know it is running out for uh, Louis Van Gaal at Manchester United? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen before the weekend. It could, but I think it's more than likely going to be uh, going to be the deadline. You know, the, the end of the month deadline rather than this weekend. Uh, he desperately needs uh, he desperately needs players, quality players, and um, but he's also got a plan at the moment. Three four three is his formation because that's the best uh, system for the players that he's got. So you know he, he's. He's planning to be without them, but I'm sure uh, he'd welcome new faces very soon. We're putting the tape across this, Mike. Who's going to win? <laughs> Who's going to win it? Come on. I've just got a feeling Chelsea are going to... Mm. I, I think people just kind of underestimate how good Fabregas was. Uh, 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 he, he just ran football games for Arsenal when he was so young, and I think anything close to that and um, he's a match winner I think Diego Costa is a match winner along with the other 
Atletico Madrid guys that they've uh, brought in. I think um, I think they bought well. They bought quickly as well, which means Mourinho's had that the whole of pre-season to work with them. They're going to be they're going to be dangerous. Now, Mike, uh, it's QPR, Burnley, and Leicester City who've come up. Will they be the three to go down, or you're picking someone else to go down with either one or uh, two of those? I think uh, my feeling is QPR might stay up. Harry's too streetwise to to fail there. Uh, or do you disagree with that? Uh, I I think QPR will stay up. I, unfortunately, I don't think Leicester will. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I think West Brom will struggle as well. Um, and Burnley, I've just got a feeling that Sean Dyche is going to just show people that he's the next um, really exciting young manager. Um, they've got uh, they, they've, they've bought a few players, but they've also got a really exciting right back called Kieran Trippier, which um, he was really tearing up trees in the championship. So I think um, I think he's one to look out for as well. I've just got a feeling that they might they won't they won't roll over. There you go. It means West Ham's going down. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. That's, well, in, we'll, that's we'll, in the we'll camp. <laughs> hey, Mike, uh, thanks for your time tonight and uh, hope you have a great weekend at the, uh, in the start of the English Premier League season. And, uh, so, can I just jump in? One, tell us about, are they excited about Jason Davidson? Oh, yes. yes. At West Bromwich Albion, Mike. Don't tell me you don't Who's know who he is. I, I, we have, uh, yeah, he has been on the just with West Brom, it's been seen as, apart from Lescott's arrival, it seemed like it has seemed like a bit of a repair job that they've got there with the players that they released. I've got to say, I mean, he's got a good platform there to, to get some good Premier League games under his belt because um, it's their signings. I mean, they made a they, they made a big signing up front as well, which kind of went under the radar. Not really. People are almost writing him off, and I suppose I just did a couple of minutes ago. Um, but it means that he will have have a chance to play, I'm sure. And, mate, uh, let me just say, when you do interview him, would you run into him just say, listen, I'm a mate of the Four Diego's, he'll give you everything. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he'll tell you the secrets oh, of West Bromwich Albion if, if you tell him that you're a mate of the Diego's. Um, I'm, I'm, I was hoping that one day it'll open the door to, uh, to that, big, that big. It's exciting, isn't it? My time has come. And let us <laughs> let us know if he says who are they, because <laughs> we know he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> the door's open, Mike, but the chain lock's still on, <laughs> just very quietly. By the way, I'm coming over soon, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yep, get the tickets ready. All oh, right. Jeez, we didn't have a board okay. meeting over that one. It'll be good to see you. <laughs> All right, Good thanks you, for your time, Mike. Have a great weekend. There's Mike McGrath from the UK. Uh, always good to talk to him before the start of the English Premier League season. Let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's after this on the 1116 SEN, Melbourne's Home of Sport. Former Manchester United star, womaniser and self-proclaimed alcoholic George Best once said of Paul Gascoigne, he's accused of being arrogant, unable to cope with the press and a boozer. Sounds like he's got a chance to me. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diego's. On 11.16 SEM, the four Diego's. 
this, and coming up after the Diego's, it's All Night Appetite with Darren Parker and Hollywood Nights from 12 till 2 with Howard Lee and Shane Donahue. Uh, looking forward to that. Hey, um, yeah, we've been, it's been a quick show tonight, um, and also the hot topic is going off. We'll go uh, a couple of, you know, Carlos's Chelsea dream, let's yeah. call it that. Yeah, I was, I was uh, Jose Mourinho was going to bring me on as a 51-year-old. I had all problems with my body, and uh, I was doubtful, uh, and he asked me to warm up and uh, get on the field. And uh, I was troubled by that because I thought, how am I going to last for the last five minutes? I wonder if you were, like, a signing, you know, he got you on a free transfer, Carlos. (laughs) What would Mourinho pay for you, by the way? Yeah, no, I I felt, not that he said this, I have no reason to think this, other than the the feeling I got in the dream was that I was a veteran. I'd been there for a while. Mm. So, uh, but he just loved me, and he wanted to repay, I don't know. You're like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Well, Dan in Toongabby basically says, ah, the dream. You never made it on the field. means you were right in being a commentator. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for, you. Thanks for that. Um, is that what Carlos is? Yeah. A commentator? Well, yeah, well, okay. yeah, he is. He comments. Sam the Hammer. Carlos, you're Jose's love child. <laughs> Sam the Hammer. I'm more interested in the after dream. Uh, <laughs> no, they'd say, they'd say the rest of it. Diesel George, I'm thinking Carlos wants Jose's recipe to make salami. <laughs> maybe, that, oh. maybe that's what it is. I dream, Peter and Charlotte, my dream of doing a fair clough coming on and scoring. That's very good. Oh, nice one. And uh, Darren, again, he, he's loving this hot topic. Most most guys dream of actually playing, but in true West Ham <laughs> slash Western Bulldogs true. fashion, yeah. aiming for mediocrity, Carlos dreams of sitting on the bench. It's true. There you it's go. It's true. And, and not uh, getting off it. No, there you go. Mm. Thanks for your uh, text. We've got a few more. Um, but Marie here says, bring on next July, uh, CR7, of course, a la Madrid, can't wait. Why would it be fantastic having uh, <sighs> uh, Cristiano Ronaldo ripping up the ground there at uh, and, and Messi? I mean, it would be at a time where oh, July, I mean, you're not too far away from the start of the season, so they'd be pretty fit, you know. They're in Australia. They're, they're playing against a bit of rivals. I think they'd be a, just a, such and, a great and, game. And Gareth, Bale, in, Gareth Bale in there. Will we throw in an all-star team just to oh, make it no, a bit more fun, Carlos? No, no all-stars. To, no, no circuses. Please, Vinny. Nice. Nice uh, segue there, Vinny Venezuela. What about the uh, circus that came to Sydney? Ah, uh, you were wrong, I'm, I'm Carlos. Glad, I'm glad we're leaving it to the last five minutes, four and a half minutes to talk yeah, about this. Well, you were wrong. I was not wrong at all. You were. It was a good game. Who, who did you barrack for? Who did you barrack for? Did you barrack for anyone? I barracked for the game, Carlos. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's because there was no team to barrack for. Oh. You didn't barrack for Juventus. There was no other team. It was like they were playing a pack of... Oh, Gombau. He uh, bought a group of individuals yeah. together collectively. I, I watched like the game. I watched the game because I watch everything. Gombau wants to... Ange has got to watch himself now because yeah. Gombau has just taken a, a group of boys for three weeks and uh, turned them around. <laughs> like, yes. Ten, ten days, Vinny. Ten days. Mm. Well, no. Karuska, good goal. Yep. They led. It was a soft goal. The young Mark Viduka scored. <laughs> yes, Tommy Urich. Nice yes, that's right. He'll be. Pl- I'll mark my words. I'll go. I'll come back with a prediction about my boy Tommy. Mm. He'll make the uh, Socceroos squad for the Asian you, Cup. You know, I've got him in the boot of my car, but uh, and I've got to say, <laughs> <laughs> how good was he? ADP runs with I the know, ball, gets his body in but front, that's how, that's how makes bad, it look easy. Vinny, that's how bad Juventus were. <laughs> really, in the first forty-five minutes, fair income. You know. I used to play for the old Brunswick Juventus back in the back in the nineties, in the in the eighties and nineties, and that team would have done better. Uh, it would have been it would have been competitive against that Juventus side. That Adelaide was City up. would have beaten Juventus. Uh, awful, they were awful. Nice tweets, Vinny Venezuela too. Yes, I know. Uh, um, on at Four Diego's. Make sure you follow mm. us on. Uh, 
at Four Diego's on Twitter. Had had a lot of fun. Um, yes, I was in in a particular vein. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were quite happy with yourself yeah, as you were. Yeah, 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 rich vein of form. And I, I must admit, I only watched the first half because then I turned over to the blockbuster friendly between Dortmund and Liverpool. <laughs> that was on at ten past nine. Uh, how, how did Mitch Langerak go? By the way, I actually picked four? him out of the back of the net a couple of times. Are, they, are, they, are they loaning him out this week? No, we? actually, he wasn't. The, he wasn't to blame, but. Uh, he didn't really have yeah, to. But when you to concede do. four, he did save a beautiful Steven Gerrard pen, um, free kick at one stage, Mitch. And yeah, yeah, Dortmund have got the Super Cup, or they might have played the yeah, Super Cup. Yeah, look, I hope I hope that Mitch is not suddenly lost. I hope he doesn't fall off the, the face of the earth because he's been there as number two for a while now. I know they want him to stay there; they won't line him out. But uh, you can be number two for too long. In, uh, in the one place. You forget and, what it's like to be number one. It's true. And I think he's also declared his love for Dortmund as well, that he doesn't want to leave. I know, but Vinny, so, it cost him a World Cup place. I thought he was number one mm. uh, before Matty Ryan got to Belgium. Once Matty got to Belgium and started getting game time, he's suddenly not number one at all. And it's so. interesting, um, the Belgian manager has already come out and said that, and I should know his name, but uh, the Belgian number one keeper who's gone back to Chelsea after being on loan to Atletico. Courtois. He's basically Courtois. said unless he's the number one, He's not guaranteed. He's not guaranteed with Simon Mignolet playing at Liverpool. He's not guaranteed to be the automatic number one mm. if he's not playing regular football when the European qualifications. Yeah, but they, they reckon they reckon that uh, they might. Uh, they've got to offload one uh, foreigner from Chelsea, and yeah. Czech might be that one. Oh, so okay. that's where Courtois might be number one. Hey, uh, Marie, she's on the text. CR7, Benzema, Ramos, Bale, Rodriguez, Cruz, best team in the world. 500 million Venezuela. in transfer fee, the Real Madrid team. And Marie, right? just before we go, you've got, you got uh, a minute, sorry, a minute and 10 seconds, Marie. Send us through a text. Which one's the best looking out of that lot? Oh, she, it's got to be CR7 for her. Well, no, not necessarily. She might like the ruggedly handsome type. I'm tipping types. it's CR7. Yeah. Anyway, maybe, you've maybe got, she got doesn't like minute, the broad cream. Maybe something like the yeah, gel. Too much action. Yeah, she screams it too, by the way. She's, uh... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and and uh, the Socceroos are going to face uh, Saudi Arabia at uh, Craven Cottage in London. So what do you think about the friendlies, guys? They've got Belgium. They've got Good uh, UAE. They've got Qatar. And they've got Saudi Arabia. That's basically their lot of games before the uh, Asian Cup. Are I we think... playing the right Mob. Yeah, I think we are. I think yeah. we want to. We don't want to lose against them, of course, Carlos. Unless that's part of the plan. <laughs> but uh, I think we are. I think the pressure on Ange starts now. I don't yeah. think there was any pressure in the World Cup. I think now. Did it, you hear? It gets Ra- real. Rally Rassich came yes. out and said, second's not good enough. We have to win. If you don't win, we've failed." I mean, I like that pressure. I like having that pressure. No, there's no mucking around. And Rally Rassich, good on you, mate. There you go, uh, one of the greats. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for your text messages and your phone calls. And, of course, thanks for listening. Don't forget, after the Diego Saturn at Appetite with Darren Parkin. So remember, Carlos. Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever you sumbarumba and labumba, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Thanks, Marie, Ramos, Benzema, my faves, then CR7. We are the Four Diego. Olé! Olé!